On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I dive into Carmelo Anthony, why it may or may not be a good idea to possibly go after the longtime veteran and see if he would be interested in joining the 76ers. Would it be a good fit? We'll discuss it next right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia alongside my co-host and partner, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer for The Inquirer. Dot com. What's going on, Keith? What's popping? I can't wait to hear you talk about Carmelo. I want to see what your argument is, bro. Well, listen, man, I will, we'll talk about Carmelo Anthony. How's how things in Utah for you? It's cool, man. You know, today's my birthday. I, I just turned 28, so everything go. is good. Yeah, 28 in, in Salt Lake, you know what I mean? So, What a way to celebrate. What a way to celebrate. But I go to Vegas tomorrow, though. <laughs> tomorrow. Celebrate then. There you go. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, team. I didn't even know that. Happy birthday, team, yeah. man. 28. 28. <laughs> 28. 28. That's, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, everybody, thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76 is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, right here. Locked on 76ers. We'll also get into the summer league game number two, where the Sixers picked up their first victory and one traveling queen made a 76ers debut. We'll dive into that. And while Keith has been in Salt Lake for these games for the summer league, the other big talk is Chet Holmgren. Well, Keith has had a chance to see him really up and close and see what he's been doing out there. There are a lot of varying opinions, and I can't wait to discuss, as you can't wait to hear what I have to say about. Carmelo Anthony, I can't wait to see what you and hear what you have to say about the number two overall pick in last yeah. month's draft. Well, Keith, let's I start off with like Carmelo it, so I may not like what I have to say, though. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> Some of y'all may not like what I have to say. That's that's cool. The guys, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Uh, be nice to Chad Holmgren. Well, Carmelo Anthony, uh, it's funny, man, because I was doing a radio show and on Friday, and I brought up his name just in passing. Because he was still out there, he was still a free agent. It just went with the conversation of what was happening during the radio show. And we started to talk about Carmelo Anthony, a guy that can just flat out get a bucket. I think what it was, was um, the Kevin Durant stuff. He's a professional scorer. I've labeled him as a professional scorer in all caps. I said that Tobias Harris is a professional scorer. Capital P, everything else is lowercase. No disrespect. It's just the difference in how they do it. But I also said Carmelo Anthony was an all-caps professional scorer. And I looked at his numbers, and I didn't realize he averaged close to 14 points for the Lakers coming off the bench last season. And my thing was, with him available, with the opportunity maybe to go out there and get him Troy Brown signed with the, with the Lakers, he has number seven when they introduced him. Carmelo Anthony is not coming back, it doesn't appear, uh, unless he's going back to number 15. It was just one of those deals where I was like, hmm, maybe Carmelo Anthony. Somebody else brought it up on the radio show last night, Keith. So they have not used their veteran minimum to sign a player. They are up against it in terms of the numbers as far as players on their roster. 
we've seen them go into training camp with 20 players. So it's just a matter of the language of guaranteed, non-guaranteed, the two ways, and, and all of that stuff. I think it would be an interesting thing. Forget about the age at this point. I understand what his age is. We can't keep harping on the age every time. The only one that you brought in was P.J. Tucker with some age. Daniel House still in his 20s. De'Anthony Melton still in his 20s. We don't know what Trevlin Queen is yet as far as a player. We'll get into him in the second segment, but still in his 20s. Is it a bad thing if you brought in Carmelo Anthony with the scoring ability where we had so many questions of that being a problem for the 76ers last season off the bench? Nah, it's not a bad thing. I mean, you got to ask yourself, you got to ask yourself a serious question. So at this stage of the year, Carmelo Anthony at 38 years of age, who turned 38 in May, and Furkan Korkmaz in his 20s, who is the better option coming off the bench for next season? I mean, forget like down the road five years from now, you have to ask yourself who's the better option. And I love for I do. I love for I love, uh, but I think that Carmelo Anthony is more consistent and he's more of a big, big game player. Now, again, he is old and and, and this and that in basketball terms. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're talking about a guy who could come in and just get you buckets. Now, a couple years ago, I wouldn't have done it because hmm. Carmelo still, now here's the reason why, because Carmelo still looked at himself as that guy, That's you fair. know what I mean? And he might not want it to have that type of role. But right about now, you know, I look at him as somebody that could come off the bench. Now, people may ask, well, what about the roster spots? Do they have space? Well, right now, when we look at the 76ers, they have 15 guys under contract right now. They're going to have 16 guys when James Harden signs his deal. So we say that Carmelo will get a rookie deal. Now, right now, how can you create space? Um well, you have four guys, Isaiah Joe, that we're just saying if they don't make a trade. But you have four guys, Isaiah Joe, Paul Reed, Trevlin Queen, and Charles Bassey on non-guaranteed deals. Now, Trevlin Queen, his is partially guaranteed because mm-hmm. he's going to get 330000 Charles Bassey is going to get 74.7000 this season. So that's it. That's that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. So you can make it work. And the thing about it is, let's face it, when the 76ers went out there and they have James Harden and they went out there and picked up a 37-year-old P.J. Tucker, that should let us all know that they're in a win-now mode, right? So I'm with you, man. Like, if they can make it work, um, you know, uh, I I think it's good. It's it's good for them to at least make a try. Now, here's my one question to you. Mm Mm-hmm. My man was in Houston. It didn't work out in Houston. Ten games. Ten, yeah, it didn't work out yeah. in Houston. Yep. You know, so the thing is, it has to be now, was it because we all know the riff with him and, and the coach. Dan Tony. Uh, so the thing is, is that was, was it also a riff with Daryl Morey in the front office? Those are things that I don't know. And yep. if so, then it ain't going to work. But if it was just Dan Tony and, you know, he's coming here and he can play for Doc and Doc likes these veteran type dudes, you know, and he can give you 15 minutes a game, then I think it's, I think it, I, re, I really like that, man, because no, no, no offense to FERC and I like FERC, 
as a person, as a person, but I like him as a player too. He's just a little inconsistent. Mm-hmm. My man laughing, right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, no, I, I like you him. I like him too. Yeah. I like him too for what he is. And look, we both know he's a really nice person. He's a really good guy. Yeah, good dude. I like his. I like his player. Like, the inconsistency. Like it, it just. They need more. And we're talking about playoff situations here. Somebody that you can trust in the postseason. And look, I don't know that you can or cannot with Carmelo Anthony, but we have seen him, to your point, play in big games and produce. And he did average 13.6 off the bench last day for the Lakers. Like father, when when father time hits you, it hits you, right? It does. And and the same could be said for P.J. Tucker, right? Yeah, but when, when, when father time hits you, it hits you. But with me, with Melo... Like, yo, you got that two-man game going with Joel and James. You got uh, P.J. Tucker on one wing. You got Carmelo on another wing coming off the bench. You know what I mean? And, like, the one thing is, and we're going a little long on this segment, but the one thing that we're not talking about is he's an East Coast dude. You know what I mean? Like, he was born in Brooklyn but raised in, in Baltimore, Right. You know, I know he went to Oak Hill Academy the whole nine, but, you know, he got his kids, all types of stuff. Like, you know, I, I think, like, it would be a pretty good homecoming for the dude. You know what I mean? Yep. But, yep. You know, his, so. son, his son's playing basketball in New York for his high school, and he would be close back, close to him uh, to be able to navigate up and down 95 if need be to watch his son play. Mm-hmm. And his son looks like he has a pretty good game, so something that he would want to, you know, monitor a little bit closely, uh, being able to do so would be right here. Obviously, Brooklyn, the Knicks, going back to New York, maybe even Boston or, or Washington, whatever it might be. But just looking at it for the structure of the team, I also thought, because I talked about this when brought him up on the radio show, the 10 games he played with the Houston Rockets, was it D'Antoni, Harden, Maury? What was it? Because he did hoist up close to six threes a game, and that was one thing that they wanted him to do was not played the Carmelo type, which is all mid-range stuff. He has adapted to that. Where he's, start, he's now starting to shoot three-pointers at, at a higher clip and getting those shots off. So uh, that's no longer a problem. We know he's going to do that. The question is, can he play with, to your point, can he play with James Harden um, uh, and, and, and reunite with Daryl Morey for a chance to win a championship? He still hasn't done it. I'm sure that's his goal. And I'm very curious to see. And he was at that. He was at Michael Rubin's party this weekend, I think, too. I think when I saw some of those videos, he was there. Yeah, he was there. Okay. Right. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we we will. Everybody was there except for us. Uh, so we will. We will see. And I, I just think it's a good name. I thought it was a good name uh, for us to discuss, because while he is 38, to your point, we know even at the age of 38, uh, maybe it's going to be sporadic in the postseason. He's not as athletic. You might want to go with certain matchups in the postseason, but you know he can score and get you a bucket when things dry up a little bit in the half-court set. You can still isolate him and ask him to get you a couple of points. So an intriguing name, Carmelo Anthony. We haven't heard anything. It's just simply scouring the free agent availability that's still out there and identifying some of these, these names that are there that could still be a part of the 76ers. And by the way, until James Harden signs his contract, we're going to believe that something is up where they might be trying to do something out there. But uh, next up, Keith, we got to talk about Trevlin Queen. The first time that we had a chance to see him uh, on Wednesday night in the second summer league game in Utah, 
And since you were up close and personal, I cannot wait to hear what you have to say about the Sixers' newest player on a non-guarantee. That's that's next right here, Locked On 76ers. But I got to tell you about my good friends at Rock Auto, the great place I've been telling you about uh, them helping me out with my car part needs, which were specifically because my car is running pretty good, knock on wood. Now, the, the taillight and the headlight for me and my car both had, had gone out at some point, needed to change them. Obviously, when you do stuff like this, it's a necessary deal that you have to do, but you don't want to spend that money, right? But if you do, you would like to save it. And I did save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to this family business like Rock Auto is serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years? The prices are reliably low for every customer. They have many parts, everything that you need from the brake, uh, brake parts, tail lamps, headlamps, oil, motor oil, and even new carpets as well. Check them out. We we encourage you to look at rockauto.com and see if you need something for your car to give them a look versus going to the chain stores where you could spend much more on the part that you need. And again, you're able to do it yourself. So go explore their easy to use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Do it Welcome today. Back. You want to do it today, man? Uh, yeah, in a second. Um, do it today, people. Do it today because you don't want to get pulled over by the police <laughs> when you have a busted taillight or a busted headlamp out. You don't want to get that ticket because that's just a silly ticket and I can't stand it uh, for people that have had that done. Thank you for making Locked On 76 is your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every summer league NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. And you come here to Locked On 76ers to talk about the summer Sixers. And Trevlin Queen, Keith, we didn't know much about him. We still don't know much about him, to be perfectly honest with you. But he made his debut. And right away, first touch in the game on Wednesday night, he hits a three coming off of a, a screen up top. And uh, he hits a wing three-pointer. It looked pretty fluid with, with the, what he uh, attempted. But can you give us a, a breakdown of what you saw in his first performance as a member of the Sixers? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you said, his first play um, – his first play right off the top, he, he hits a three off screen. And it was funny, that was a design play because they wanted to get him going. I'm going to be honest with you. Initially, I was like, whoa. Like, I was like, okay. Okay, player, I see you. I see you trembling, queen. Like, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, he comes back down and he throws a pass. And I'm like, dog, you can't make that pass. They take it the other way. Then he comes back down again and he misses a shot. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, look, look, bro. Like, you, you're trying to take over the game, and it's not going your way. So in the first half, man, he he didn't really look well. Like, he uh, he was uh, two for seven shooting. He had uh, two costly turnovers. And his last three shots, he airballed a floater. He goes to the cup and gets it blocked. And then he airballs a three 
from the corner right before the end of the half. Right. It was one of them joints where it went over the basket, right? Like, and you're like, dang. So I'm like, okay, this is this isn't good. And then you know, you look to see, like, I'm like, okay, maybe my man's gonna come out early, take some shots, do this. Nah. So he comes out, and I'm like, okay, like, okay, okay, like, let's see. He came out on fire, dog. Like, you know, he shot, I think he shot three for five in the second half. He had zero turnovers, right? And he settled down. He settled down. And not only that, he had he had the game clinching still with three seconds left. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the one thing is we know he led the the G League in steals, right? So uh, that's the other part that I was going to go to with you was simply ask you You how you thought how how you thought he did uh, defensively as the game went along as well. Yeah, as the as the game went away, uh, the game went along. I think he did better, but like early on, he was struggling. Like you know, they all were. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I felt like he did well as the game went along. As the yeah, game I thought on. I thought that again, pressing just the the nerves, the knowing that he signed that contract. He talked about how good it felt to sign that contract, and was it something that he was just trying to do too much early on, pressing to to show that. Uh, they did the right thing by signing. It's like Queen settle down to summer league. You know, take your steps. You'll get in. Just get into it. Get into the flow. They're gonna call plays for you. They're gonna run some action for you. So let it let it come to you. Let the game come to you. Do like you have always done. Let the game defensively come to you, and let the offensive stuff play itself out. So good showing from him, Charlie Brown Jr., who you wrote a, a piece on as well on the Inquirer.com. He played well. For the second consecutive game, he started off hot where I think he had, what, like 10 points in the first half. And uh, you said he was <laughs> – I remember your tweet at Pompey on Sixers where you talked about how it looked like he was trying to get his two-way contract converted into a, a regular NBA standard contract because of how well he looked in the first half, picking up where Queen was was making some of those mistakes – Charlie Brown having an opportunity to play in some NBA games and play pretty well in some of them. And, and, and all he, he understands what it is that he, he looked a little more comfortable, especially knowing what the Sixers like to do uh, with his performance in that game. So solid showing and uh, traveling queen. Uh, I, I wouldn't jump to anything good or bad in conclusions as of yet, because it was just one game and we will see him again in the third and final game uh, against the, who do they play now? Who did they play Utah last night? They played uh, OKC. OKC. All right. Oh, oh, your boy. Oh, you get to see Trevlin Queen against Chet Holmgren. Is he going to put his shoulder into his chest and back him back him out, out, out of bounds? We'll talk about that next. Chet Holmgren. Keith has a lot of, lot of opinions, a lot to say, like many. We'll talk about Chet Holmgren, the number two overall pick in June's draft. And if you're not watching on YouTube, Keith is shaking his head with a smirk up and down like, yeah, wait till I unload on this guy like the rest of the NBA Summer League guys bodying him. We'll talk about that next final (laughs) segment on Locked On 76ers. But I got to tell oh, Built Bar, Chet Holmgren, you need some Built Bar to help build up your body because they're bullying you and you need some, some work done. Well, let me tell you, Chet, from the people who invented Healthy and Tasty, comes the latest gift to your taste buds you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar but guess what your friends at built 
have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. Yes, that's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallowy covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Have to ask Chet if he likes coconut brownie goodness so he can enjoy these built bars. Listen, they're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high protein, Chet, and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going going fast, but they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides a ton of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Puffs, the Built Puffs, is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy the guilt-free, them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect for when you are craving uh, you need something to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they can—they are just an excellent source of protein. So listen, delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Go to Built.com to get your order and get your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order using promo code LOCKED15. Go get your Built Bar. Do it today, people. Chet Holmgren, I'm talking to you. Well, Keith is really talking to you. Do it today with Built.com. All right, Keith, it has been talked about, man, from Kofi Coburn, Cockburn, uh, the U University of Illinois player, to um, Kenneth Lofton Jr. with the Memphis Grizzlies, Co Cockburn playing for the Utah Jazz, and um, you also have Kenneth Lofton Jr. playing for the Memphis Grizzlies in the Summer League. Man, People are coming at Chet Holmgren for being bullied on the low block. I have opinions, but since you have seen him up close and personal first, I would like to hear your description, your breakdown, your observations of him. And then uh, I, I will give my, um, I, I will give my, uh, my, my thoughts on, on, on what he is as a player, because Kofi Cockburn from University of Illinois is a player who is seven foot two ninety. All right, <laughs> so that's a big dude, right? And he doesn't have a lot of face up game and touch and finesse from the perimeter. And as far as Kenneth Lofton uh, Jr., who everybody's been talking about, uh, also a player who is six six two eighty, plays on the low block, and he's just you know he went to Louisiana Tech. They've been putting their chest, I mean, their shoulders and their body into his chest and basically forcing them out of bounds underneath the basket, <laughs> right? Yeah. So what, what are your thoughts? And then I'll give mine. Yeah, he's not. I don't think he's a center on the next level. I, I Like, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, you know, that's like Dirk Nowitzki. Like, you got to have – you got to – like, they need some protection for him. They need – like, they need Kofi Cockburn. <laughs> to be the center for them and they need my man just roaming around because the skill set mm -hmm. is good like he came like one time you know i'm, I'm typing the sixers story sixers played first on a tuesday so i'm typing the story and then all of a sudden like i'm looking at him he gets a rebound he comes up he dribbles it and you're like okay let me see what he could do he did a behind the back three bang i'm like whoa but then he was on that block. He's like leaning up on them. And it was kind of like me and you like trying to lean up on the concrete wall, trying to push it. And it's not going anywhere. 
But the only problem, the concrete balls giving elbows back at you, right? And he was just like that. So, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think, like, I, like that's, that's not going to last in the NBA. Now, luckily for him, this is today's NBA where you have seven footers all trying to shoot threes, right? So, but if this was like back in the day, he would get destroyed. And the problem is, he we're talking about guys who are in the summer league who probably won't be in the rotation next year for their teams and will push them around. Now, in the first game, he did have some good stats. Like he's getting these stats. Yeah, 24 but, in the first half. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm saying, he's good. He's getting those stats, but he's just not right now. Cause the dude is what, seven, what, two? He's a big dude. Seven two, one ninety, man. He's like real thin. It's like, you know, it's like, dang. So I I I don't see I see him as a athletic Euro type power forward who can get the ball out and go and do stuff in space. But on that block, man, I, can you imagine him going up against Joel Embiid? Come on, uh, man. No, I, I no. don't. And that's why they're going to have to use their their other guys, Derek Favors, uh, James Robinson Earl from um, from Villanova, who yeah. also plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. But he's still on he's the gonna to, He's going to have to play the wing. He's going to have to play the four. And that's just what he's going to be. He, he cannot be a center in today's NBA. And I don't think they drafted him as that. So while it is something that we pay attention to and to see him just flat out being bodied, they also have to deal with his skill set. So when we talk about that, we also got to talk about how he had guys spinning when he did turn his back to the basket. And next thing you know, he unleashes the Dirk Nowitzki one-legged fadeaway from the free throw line. And it looked basically identical to Nowitzki and how he does it. Maybe not as easy when they start against the real players, but right now, we're also going to point out the negatives. The guy can score, man. That's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to score. He's going to be a weak side defender and not – they'll try to find him. They'll try to catch him on switches and and make that something that they can do beneficial to what they want to do and be having him on his back. And uh, even Nikola Jokic having him on his back or Anthony Davis, Carl Anthony Towns, where they can get him on the low block and, and abuse him a little bit there. He's also going to find ways to score on the other side and they'll have him as a weak side defender and try to keep him as best as possible away from those matchups against Embiid and those other beasts on the low block. So I get it. I know it. He's going to be a uh, a guy that's talked about a lot, especially when we get to Vegas, because they're going to be coming at him then too. But when we see those, we know why he was drafted. He was drafted because he can score and play defense Let's not ignore the fact that he had six block shots against Memphis. And one of the guys, big men, tried to dunk on him. He put up two hands straight up, and he got all ball, six blocks. So he can play defense. He just can't body up with them. And uh, that's going to be the one thing for him trying to trying to do what they can. So all the steaks, all the mashed potatoes, all the built bars with the protein, all the shakes, that's what we're going to have to see from Chet Holmgren because if he does play against Embiid and he gets caught on the switch, problems. Problems. Let's let's see what Paul Reed and Charles Bassey do. Yeah, we'll see what they can do. 
Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. They climb the mountain, they climb the tree. I mean, they're excited. That's all they're talking about. Yo, I mean, yeah, we hope he plays because, you know, he played uh, extended minutes yeah. first two days. So, yeah. so we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, man, I can't wait to hear what you have to say on tomorrow's episode about Chet Holmgren and game three against the Sixers, the summer Sixers and what Bassey and Reed potentially do. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 76 is your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let the people know where they can find us, man. Hey, wherever you get your podcast, you can find us at Locked On 76ers. You can subscribe to this podcast. But you can also go to the YouTube if you want to follow our YouTube channel and see our facial expressions, right? What you can do is you go to uh, Locked On 76ers YouTube. You see the Liberty Bell. Make sure you click on that. But you can also follow us on Twitter, right? You can follow my man at DivineG975. You can follow me at Pompeii on Sixers. And you can listen to my man, Divine G, on 97.5. You're going to be there in the evening tomorrow? I'm there in the evening the rest of the week. Yeah, today from 6 to 10, tomorrow from 6 to 10. And you can go to Inquire.com and read my Sixers coverage. Absolutely. Well, listen, Keith, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Stop hating on Chet Holmgren. Don't try to talk to him. He's good. He's good. His favorite song, his worst song is going to be Throw Them Bows. It's going to get rough for him. But, you know, I think he's going to be a good player. I just think he's a power yeah. forward on the next level. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you there. He's not a five, not a five yeah. in today's game. I mean, maybe certain matchups like uh, uh, Mo Bamba, if he's playing against Mo Bamba or something like that, he can he can do that. But when he's going against Embiid and, and, and Towns, Davis, Jokic, I don't know about Gobert and all because Gobert doesn't have an offensive game, but some of these big men like that, yeah, it's going to be a problem. DeAndre Ayton, it's going to be a problem for him in in a lot of these situations. So we'll see how they do it, but um, we'll see him tonight against the 76ers, Charles Bassey and Paul Reed, if Paul Reed plays tonight, but definitely uh, Charles Bassey. Keith, enjoy the rest of the game. Happy birthday to you, turning 28. Yeah, 27, bro. Don't get it wrong. 27, my bad. You look great. You look great at 27, man. You look great at 27. So happy birthday. All right. Now, after after all that partying in Vegas for your birthday, you might actually look 28. So we'll we'll see, man. Hey, man, listen. Enjoy the game tonight, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, man. All right, man. Peace. Thank you all for listening. Peace.